Hello and welcome to episode four of A Need to Read. The reason that I'm doing an episode so soon over the last one is mainly because I need to get up to five episodes so I can get on Spotify. So the sooner that I can get on there, the better. And also, someone the other day asked me about novels that I've read. I haven't read too many novels. Uh, like I said in the first episode, Harry Potter was probably the last book that I'd read before I started reading again. And I mainly read non-fiction. Um, just, you know, in pursuit of getting woke and knowing a little bit more about life. However, I've read a few novels. When I say few, I mean a few plus one. So I've read four. Um, George Orwell's got a couple of books. Uh, one of my friends suggested that I read some quote-unquote classic novels. Apparently, George Orwell's 1984 is a classic. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I don't agree with it. I thought it was particularly boring and I wasted 300 and something pages of reading of my life reading that book. Everyone kind of says when you when you speak to them about this book that the first third is proper shit and when you get into that it gets a little bit interesting, which is true, it definitely does. And towards the end it gets a bit boring again, and then it gets interesting again, and then the last chapter is just a crock of shit, and it was boring once again. The storyline runs in this weird sort of dystopian world where the class divide is massive. Obviously, there's a class divide currently, which isn't too great, but I'm not a communist here. I'm just saying, in my opinion, there's a big, big gap. Um, but in this book, you got like the proletariat, like the working class, the unskilled workers who just work in factories or on farms, and then you got the bourgeoisie. So if anyone did GCSE or A level sociology, then you know what those are. If not, proletariat, working class, bourgeoisie, the sort of the capitalist, the rich, the the people in government. It follows some bloke called Winston. Uh, he works for the government and he rewrites history. One of the main sort of points in this book is that, without me having to look this up, it's he who controls the present controls the past, and he who controls the past... Oh, bollocks. Just a little disclaimer. Um, I paused it there, and I've restarted it, so I am going to have to look this up. So, it's he who controls the past controls the future, and he who controls the present controls the past. So... Winston, the guy that this is following, he works for a government agency who rewrites history um, in a sense to get everyone to love the government even more than they already do. The government they technically call Big Brother here, um, and Big Brother is always watching you, which is probably where the TV show got their idea. Um, but I haven't looked that up either, so could be wrong. But the main idea is that it's a communist state and that everyone loves Big Brother and you have to unconditionally love Big Brother. But of course, there are some people that actually have their own way of thinking and they're not too sort of indoctrinated by the government and they kind of want to rise up. I'm not going to ruin the story for you too much, but I'll break it down into how particularly boring and particularly exciting I found different parts. So the first third of the book, it was boring. There was a tiny bit in the second third of the book where it actually got exciting and I was thinking, all oh, right, well, I'm actually looking forward to reading the rest of it so now. It was kind of worth sitting through that first third of the book. And then bang, gets boring again. Shock. We then move into the last third of the book and it gets pretty exciting. Um, things ramp up and it's great. 
and then the last chapter, he just ruins it all. The whole thing. I I, I probably would have given this like an, a decent review if the last chapter had been different and he'd ended it differently. But all I'm going to say on George Orwell's 1984 is if you want to read it, it's pretty good if you want to tell people that you've read a classic novel. Other than that, pretty much a waste of time. Um, but if you do want to read it, I'll just put the link to the book in the description of this vi- um, podcast. So George Orwell's got another book. There's a book that I read before 1984, which is one of the main reasons that I thought I'd give that a go. Once again, pretty politically sort of driven. It's called Animal Farm, and it essentially follows the rise and fall of communism and makes you think about why that wouldn't work. So the book follows a farm where the animals are fed up of being repressed by the humans for so long. So they run the humans off the farm. And like I said earlier, the rise and fall of communism, one set of animals rise up and they get everyone believing in the same cause. And the same cause is four legs good, two legs bad. So they make the humans the enemy, make the animals a team. And then some particular animals turn a little bit nasty. So... They take control of everything, they start making other people work hard, take control of pretty much, they run run the place, they, they set the laws, they set the rules. No one else can read apart from this particular set of animals, so they rewrite the rules sort of as and, as and when they please. It's a decent book, I'd read it, because um, one, you can say that you've read a classic novel, which is great, everyone thinks you're really interesting if you can do that, um, and it's actually quite an entertaining book, so you can pick that up pretty much anywhere. Um, yeah, for it to be written in 1945 and it still be entertaining now. Um, it's a timeless classic, I'd have actually said. Now, other books that I've read um, that are supposedly a modern classic, one is Fahrenheit 451. Now, that is written by a man called Ray Bradbury. The story follows a fireman in, once again, some weird sort of dystopian futuristic world where nothing can be set on fire. All the houses are fireproof so essentially the the need for a fireman is abolished but the fireman's job is to locate and burn books so if someone is caught with a book you go to their house and you set fire to it um, and all the books so the place doesn't actually burn down but it's just all the books that do in this world they're run over by technology which is what made it sort of quite interesting because i think not that we're necessarily heading that way, but it does definitely make you think about technology's role in our lives and gives you a little glimpse at sort of the way that you could be heading. There's a room in everyone's house which is sort of covered in television screens where the people are just obsessed and they feel like the people on their television sort of screens are their family, so they're hanging out with them. So they go to work, they come back, and then they settle into the TV, so they're completely controlled by the media. The book takes a twist when the main character is on on a mission of burning some books and he just takes one and from that point the book gets really really interesting and the main thing that I got from this book is essentially the importance of books which probably inspired my reading a little bit further because we're in an age where books could potentially be forgotten which is no good in my opinion and if you listen to this podcast and I imagine that's your opinion as well but Fahrenheit 451, I would say probably best of those three that I've sort of spoken about so far. If you want to get yourself into reading and, and read something that's a little bit lighter than a non-fiction book. So it's not so fact heavy and it does get your imagination going so you can really get lost in it. 
Now, the next book I'm going to talk about is probably one of my favourite books of all time, um, especially in terms of fiction books out of the four that I've probably read in the last year. It's by an author called Paulo Coelho. So um, that wasn't a Spanish guest. That was me. I've just been doing five minutes of Duolingo pretty much every four days now for the last four days. So, yeah, accents, bang on, name, bang on, book, funnily enough, bang on. I've recommended it to about three people in the last week. It's called The Alchemist. The Alchemist follows the tale of a shepherd boy in Spain. Don't know what era this is in. Um, it doesn't really suggest as to what that is, and I haven't looked up any reviews myself. I'm just giving you what I've I've come up with for it. The main sort of storyline and thing to take from this book is about following your heart. You get kind of obsessed once you read it about looking for omens and looking for signs in your life and which direction in which you should go. So if, if you're at a stage in your life where all, all this time off has given you time to think about what you want to do or where you want to go in life, and this book should definitely be something that should be high on your list. It's not too long and it, um, it's really powerful in terms of the messages that come from it. Through the start of the book, he starts with one particular goal in his life and at each different stage he learns to look for the different avenues in which he can go which leads him to sort of lead a happier and more fulfilling life which I think that definitely can be applied to everyone's lives nowadays there's definitely going to be signs or, or things saying that you should go and do something or that you shouldn't do something and really sort of trusting your gut on this and not being set on one particular goal or or things like that just be fluid and be sort of agile in in what you're looking for in life when I first read this is when I was thinking about sort of moving to Australia I started seeing all these things that were telling me that I should do it and maybe this book just sort of took over my life and that's the reason I went there but um it's definitely one of those books that can can impact your life and have a massive sort of sway on any big decisions or anything like that so if you are thinking about potentially making any life changes or you just want to pick up a book that might give you a different perspective on on your life and, and how you're living it then I'd definitely give it a go. In terms of like real life applications, something recently that happened when I when I was in Bali and when Australia shut their borders, I looked at that as kind of like an omen, like, oh well, I guess I'm I'm meant to go back to England for a bit. I guess that's kind of how it's meant to be. Maybe that's a bit selfish of me to think that Australia shut their borders for my sake, and for me to do something or to push me in a certain direction. And you might think I'm crazy, but guess what? I really could not care less. Um, read the book and then tell me you don't think that the whole world revolves around you because guess what it doesn't, it revolves around me um, that's actually the end I've, I, I didn't want to go into too much I thought I'd do a short episode today um, just so I can get that out there about those books and I wanted to chat a bit of shit about George Orwell because I feel like he owes me something even though obviously rest in peace because dead um, I feel like he owes me about a week of my life back from that book because I didn't like it but yeah, recommendations for this, Animal Farm, Fahrenheit 451, and The Alchemist. If you want me to put them in order, I'll go Alchemist, Fahrenheit 451, Animal Farm. The Alchemist is definitely a book to look at, like I said earlier, if you're looking at making any potential life changes, or if you want to make the world revolve around you a little bit more in your head, then definitely give that one a go. A little bit of housekeeping, obviously follow us on Instagram, at a need to read with the number two, and on Facebook as well, a need to read. 
I'll put the links to the books in the description of this. And I hope you're enjoying your fourth week of isolation if you're in the UK. And if you're outside of the UK, I hope you're enjoying your isolation. Stay safe, wash your hands, take care. And I'll be back later this week doing my weekly week review. So, yeah, take it easy, everyone. Bye-bye.